This is the Jocko Underground Podcast, number eight, with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. Topic of the day is body language. And I, 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 there's a bunch of great resources about this. There's an online college called Fremont College, and they had a really kind of nice, I was looking more of just an outline of things to talk about. They had a pretty simplistic one. So as we know, so that's kind of what I used for, for talking through this. Um, body language constitutes more than 60% of what we communicate. That's what they said. I've heard it say 70%. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? 70? Yes. I've heard 70%. I think Sarah Armstrong told me 70% mm-hmm. from eye behavior, direction that you point your feet, uh, all these different things reveal what you're, what you're really thinking. And we, as people, benefit by being able to read this language a little bit more clearly. Look, you get, we all naturally get the, we get the vibe, right? The vibe. To, to use a parlance, a modern parlance, my kids talk about the vibe a lot. Vibe. I can get the vibe if, you're, if Echo's standing there with his arms crossed. Mm-hmm. I might get the vibe that maybe he's not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot better to go a little bit beyond the vibe and actually be able to interpret a little bit more directly what some of these things tend to mean. Not guaranteed to mean, because you could have your arms crossed just because you're cold, right? Yeah, sure. But they also could be an indicator. So here's a couple things we're going to go through. Eye behavior. Eye behavior can be very telling. And again, I'm I'm taking this from this Fremont College stuff. I'm kind of paraphrasing and reading parts that I think are cool. Um, When communicating with someone, pay attention to whether he or she makes direct eye contact or looks away. You hear this one all the time. Inability to make direct eye contact can indicate boredom, disinterest, or even deceit. Mm-hmm. Mean, meaning, hey, when someone doesn't look at, look at you, that means they could be lying. Mm-hmm. Again, it's good to know that. It's also good to know that it doesn't necessarily mean that they're lying. It could just mean that they're bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm one of the worst perpetrators. If someone's not, if I'm not, I, if I'm bored with what you're saying, I'm not looking at you anymore. I'm looking somewhere else. At phone. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at the jujitsu mat, whatever. <laughs> Dean went through a phase where when Dean would get, if I didn't like pay attention to him, mm-hmm. he would attack me. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and it was really uh, a bummer because getting attacked by Dean is a bummer, it's a bummer, especially when you're looking in the other direction because you're bored with what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to, I had to train myself mm. to pay attention. It's good training. Yeah. Good training. And you know what's weird is I, this is, I don't know if this is good or bad. It's probably bad. M- might be good though. I am, if I don't know you, I'm actually going to pay more attention to you. Mm. If, you know, because I'm going to give you the benefit of that. Like, hey, I don't really know you. Mm. But if I know you, you're my friend and you're boring me, are you getting no mercy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dilated pupils. Someone's, someone's eyes get kind of, Big, that means it's favorable. Mm-hmm. You gotta be looking pretty close to see those those know, pupils dilate. Have you ever seen anyone's pupils? Yes. And notice them being dilated. Uh, I don't know, but I've you. seen them. I've seen their eyes open up, like uh, like, and seen their pupils get bigger. Yeah. So I guess I have seen it. Yeah. I never. Pupils dilate when cognitive effort increases. 
So if someone's focused on someone or something they like, their pupils automatically dilate. Maybe that's why you've never noticed it before. Because they're never dilated. No one's <laughs> ever been interested in what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pupil dilation can be difficult to detect. That's probably why, because I know you're very interesting. Yeah, thanks. Uh, person's blinking rate. Blinking rate increases when people are, are thinking when they're more stressed. So they start getting stressed out, they start blinking. Blinking can also indicate lying. You get that person that's blinking, blinking. Watch your kids. Yeah. Kids, kids, kids have no ability to camouflage like when they're lying, you know. They yeah. just they just can't look at you. Yeah. So it's good it's good to use your kids as a guideline yeah. to start beginning to be able to spot these things. Unless they're like psycho kids. Unless they're psycho so kids. So they'll yeah. be like straight up effortfully almost enjoying the lying oh, or something yeah. like that. If yeah, it seems like some kids would be like that. Wow, that blinking one, for whatever reason, I pay attention to blinking all the time. Mm-hmm. Not in any kind of judgment or nothing, mm-hmm. but... You're aware. Yeah, big time. So where it came from was when I first started making videos and, and interviewing people, not for the interview part of it, but for the editing part of it. So when you edit and you want to convey a certain like emotion or whatever, mm. and they're saying something awesome, and then they're if they're blinking, it ruins the oh, whole clip. Oh, interesting. So, and this is where it would, um, this is where it would reveal itself a lot of the time, not all the time, is at the end. You know, like, and you do a really good job on this. I have no idea why, but fucking you do. The, <laughs> at the end, once you say something cool, right, and it's done, you're done talking, you will just look and keep looking directly into the camera and not blink, right? And you'll keep looking, right? So uh, a normal person would be like, boom, I'm done. So not only will I blink, but I'll like relax my body. I'll look away. I'll do whatever. I'm done with the take. I said what I said. But you have that trailing moment of a good two, three seconds, which is a long ass time, by the way, for that in that context, where you'll just look and keep that same look on your face or whatever without blinking. I'm comfortable with silence. Yes, that's which what I think is like. what it is. Because yeah. also, when I answer a question, I when I get done, I'll just stop, <laughs> and I don't feel the need to continue yeah. explaining or talking. Or I also don't mind just silence if I'm thinking. Yeah. If you ask me a question or I'm trying to formulate an answer, or I'm trying to tell you something and convey a message, and I get to a point where I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I don't just fill that space right. with. Um or ah uh, or any of those things. I'm good with it just being quiet. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense to me. That seems to be the case now that you kind of explain it. But when someone does start blinking, mm-hmm. it can tell a whole different story. Not necessarily like actually what they're saying, but maybe if they're saying one thing, they. It, it can indicate that they're feeling, at the very least, feeling a way different thing, mm. for example. Um, and also, you know, when I, like I said, I first started being really aware of it when I started making videos with people, like interviewing, right? And then I started editing it and trying to make it into some dramatic promotion or whatever. Um, and then I started noticing it on actual movies. So, like, certain good actors mm-hmm. will use blinking 
in their performance to indicate all oh, these yeah. different things, and they'll do it effectively. Like Denzel Washington does it really good. Like when he's like stressed or whatever, he'll use blinking when he's like, whatever. And you, if you start to pay attention to that, it's like that added detail with acting. Yeah. Anyway, it's that added detail that really adds like this. You feel it more, you know. Yeah, and it's weird because you feel it. Even though you don't know it's happening, yep. like until now, now you're gonna watch and go like, "Oh, I see Denzel. He's blinking. He's stressed, and that's working. Yep. I feel it." Yep. So that's what's good about the same thing when we covered cognitive biases on this podcast. It's like knowing it, being aware of it, is half the battle. Yeah, it's half the battle, man. Um, uh, let's see what else about blinking. Glancing at a person can indicate indicate desire to talk. Right, that makes sense. It is also suggested that looking upwards and to the right during the conversation indicates a lie being told while looking upwards and to the left indicates a person is telling the truth. Interesting. I'm going to leave that as an interesting point. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to see some data. I mean, obviously they're not making this up, but. I don't know, man. I said you ever watched The Negotiator? No. Samuel Jackson, um, uh, Kevin Spacey. And some other people, obviously. And that's what he said. He was like, oh, well, well, check this out. Here's the reason. The reason for this is that people look up and to the right when they're using their imagination to concoct a story and up and to the left when recalling an actual memory. Yeah, that's huh. what he said on the movie. Interesting. Too. All right, let's see. Next section is touching the mouth or smiling. Although people are more likely to be able to control their facial expressions. So more likely to be able to control your facial expressions than your eyes. Obviously, you can't, you're not controlling your pupil dilation. So you have a better chance of being able to control your, your facial expression, but you can still see some, some nonverbal cues there. The mouth. Simple smile. Body language attraction technique that can be a powerful gesture. Smiling is an important nonverbal cue to, cue to watch for. There are different types of smiles, including genuine smiles and fake smiles. A genuine smile engages the whole face, where a fake smile only uses the mouth. <laughs> genuine smile, obviously, person's happy. Fake smile is meant to convey pleasure or approval, but it's meaning that the person is actually feeling something other than approval or other than pleasure. God, that fake smile is a rough thing to see, right? Yeah, yeah. But every once in a while you get, you know, and, and not to split hairs or, or put too fine of a little point on it, whatever the, um, when, you know how it said, uh, it involves your whole face mm -hmm. smile, right? Mm -hmm. Not just your mouth. So, you know how people can fake that part of it too, but even then, and this kind of goes back to like how familiar we are kind of on a primal level with a human face where you can tell someone faking a smile even when they're trying to use their whole face because they'll be imbalanced, you know, yeah. like their eyes will be too squinty for that small of a smile yeah. or, you know, or vice versa, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to come at you when you said uh, the, the too squinty or... But then you said, oh, for that type of smile. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can pick up on those kind of things. Yeah. That makes sense. So, like, there's a classic meme, as far as classic memes go. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the girl from Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And she's smiling. 
you gotta look out I'll show it to you but it's like she's smiling with this smile and that's a, it's a perfect example of that where her eyes are super squinty but her smile is like a half smile mm-hmm. almost so it comes off as real condescending and sarcastic mm-hmm. you know and then the meme is something like I don't know it, there's a bunch of them but it'll be what's the like, main one uh, one of the main ones is um, n- is everything okay yeah everything's fine or something oh, like great. that or or um, are you sure it's okay for me to go out or something he goes yeah have fun and then I'll have mm-hmm. that smile you know <laughs> So it's like that's a perfect example yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how programmed we are to perceive these things and yet we don't actually know what we're perceiving. Yeah. Like everyone would probably look it. at that picture and feel that thing. Yep. Obviously, that's why it's a meme. Yeah. But no one can explain it until you actually explore a little bit. That's yeah. what I like about about this stuff is exploring some of the stuff that we know mm. but we don't know. Things we know that we don't know. A half smile is another another common facial behavior. It's like only one side of the mouth means sarcasm or it means uncertainty. And then you get the the grimace that lasts less than a second before the smile. This typically suggests the person is hiding his or her dissatisfaction behind a fake smile. So tight pursed lips or displeasure. Yep, we know that one. Relaxed mouth is a positive mood. Covering the mouth or touching the lips with hands or fingers when speaking may be an indication of lying. Good things to know. Okay, next section, proximity. So how close are you to the other person? If people are close to you, that's a good indicator of rapport. Right, we got a good thing going. On the other hand, if someone's moving away from you, that's a problem. Could be, a, it could, well, not necessarily a problem. I don't like people standing close to me, right? Sure. Because I don't want you to be able to grab me. No. I want to be able to defend myself. So, sure. but, but it could also mean that, you know, maybe we're not, maybe the other person isn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to me and I take a step back, don't be offended. Yeah. I just need to keep my distance because I'm defending the situation. <laughs> but a normal person, maybe they're telling you, "Hey, back off a little bit." Yeah. Maybe there's not a maybe there's not the connection. The 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 next thing they talk about here is mirroring. Right? Is the person kind of mirroring what you're doing because mirroring is a positive sign. And you know what's weird? It's weird how susceptible you are to this. I don't know if this is an exact example. I was out surfing the other day. I was sitting in the lineup, and there's a guy like 10 feet away from me, and he checked his watch to see what time it is, mm. and I, then I checked mine. Is that mirroring? Uh, but I kind maybe. of, uh, yeah, it's a little bit, but I was reminded like, oh, yeah, I've been out here for a while. I wonder how long I've been surfing for. He checked his watch, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've been out here. Boom, I checked my watch. But yeah. it's also a little bit of mirroring. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I mean, is mirroring technically you doing the same kind of body language as someone well, else? Let me get into it. Uh, if you're sitting at a table with with someone and rest an elbow on the table, wait ten seconds to see if the other person does the same. Yeah. So, so that's it's an actual mirroring of what you're doing. Another common mirroring gesture involves taking a sip of a drink at the same time. Yeah. Is there any indication of like the purpose or anything? Because I've heard it like, you know, like someone who wants to try to win friends and influence yep, people yep, or yep, whatever. Yep, yep. 
and they'll be like, hey, do it on purpose. Yes. It'll help yes. create rapport. So yes, yes. That's what it, exactly what it is. So yeah. you can use it from both ends, right? Yeah, okay. If I'm trying to show you that I'm in the game with you and you take a sip, I take a sip, you check your watch, I check my watch. So I'm gonna do those things to build that with you. But it's also, if I'm looking at you, trying to figure out if you're on board with me or not, if you're mirroring, it's a positive sign. Okay, so it can be like intentional or right. kind of unintentional. Right. Yeah, okay. Maybe you're just trying to lure me in, right? Maybe. Now we got a whole other factor tactics going on. Yeah, yeah. Strategical situation. Yeah. What about uh, yawning? You're, you know how they say yawns are contagious? Yeah. I want, maybe that's like a subconscious um, biological mirroring scenario. Because mm. if you yawn, bro, I, you, I will yawn too. Really? Bro, I'm, I'm a... <laughs> I know you're fake. Wait, bro, I realized that. And, you know, I found that out before where yawns are contagious long, long time ago. Real long time ago. Um, and ever since I found out, I noticed that, bro, I can't even help it either. I don't care if it's a little baby. Like, I'll just be yawning with them. Just be I didn't a couple really, of yawning people. I think I'd heard that before, but I didn't really think about it. What? That, that yawn yawns are contagious. contagious. Yeah. It's weird. Don't, don't they not, not know what a yawn is? Yeah. That's another one. The uh, mysteries of life. <laughs> mysteries of your body. Um, this one's head movement. The speed at which a person nods their head when you are speaking indicates their patience or their lack thereof. This is interesting. And this is an interesting one too because I tell people, I tell people like if I'm starting to get, starting to lose some emotional control, mm-hmm. I shouldn't even talk to you. I should take a step back and I should nod. You know, I should just nod, be like, yep, I know what you're saying. Because I don't want to talk because I'm freaking losing my patience. And I don't want to lose my patience. I'm trying to get control over my emotions to take a step back and nod. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to have to indicate not just nod, but nod slowly. Like, okay, I'm listening to you. Because here's the deal. Slow nodding indicates that the person is interested in what you're saying Mm -hmm. and wants you to continue talking. Fast nodding, like, (laughs) I freaking got it, dude. Move on. Mm -hmm. Means we're done. I don't want to hear this. Um, Tilting the head backward can be a sign of suspicion or uncertainty. That's a good one. You ever heard Dean Lister talk about Sarge when Sarge like is suspect about something, he like tilts his head, <laughs> turns aside, it's so obvious. Like if you're trying to show Sarge a move that he doesn't think is gonna work, he'll like give you that look. <laughs> Freaking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, people also point with the head or face people they're interested in, obviously. You know, you're not gonna turn your back or turn turn away from someone that you're interested in. And you can tell who has power in a dynamic by who's getting looked at the most. Mm. <laughs> if you're less significant, people look at you less often. Damn. Yeah, that's cold-blooded. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, their feet. People's feet. And, and what they say about this one is this is, a, a, this is a good one to look at because it's a little harder to control because you're not paying attention to it. Mm. You're paying attention to what you're doing with your face and your hands, but you don't pay attention to your feet because they're focused on other things. So uh, when sitting or standing, a person will generally point their feet in the direction they wanna go. Mm. So if you notice someone's feet are pointed in your direction, this can be a good indication that they have a favorable opinion towards you. Mm. Okay, cool. This applies to one-on-one interaction and group interaction. In fact, you can tell a lot about group dynamics just by studying the body language of the people involved, particularly where their feet are pointing. 
if someone appears to be engaged in a conversation with you, but their point, their feet are pointing in the direction of someone else, it's likely they want to talk to that other person. Do you feel that one? That I feet? haven't really paid a lot of attention to feet. I'm going to start. Yeah. I know that. Let's say you're talking to me, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of done. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I will sort of try to indicate that to you by turning my feet away from you. Like, hey, bro, I know you got a story about Hawaii Five O, but we're done listening to it over here. If we, Uh I'm out. So I think I utilize that proactively to sort of give the indication, Mm. which probably got me choked about nine times by Dean Lish. Turn my feet away, all of a sudden. Yeah, don't turn your back either. Why you don't? You you seen that one? Uh, No. Yeah, I I've. It sounds vaguely familiar, but you know how like you're talking about the tilt head back and mm-hmm. um, you know eyes and all this stuff, and and I'm each one I'm like oh yeah 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 I can see it the you feet, know I can yeah. imagine I can see someone doing that I can see myself or feel myself doing that or whatever the feet one I I don't but like I said yeah we don't pay attention to that kind yeah. of stuff I think we don't pay attention the other weird thing is it's hard for me to talk to you and point my feet in a different direction yeah that's kind of tricky although it can happen right yeah. it can happen where I'm like dude I'm, I'm my feet are pointing over here. I'm still listening to you, but come on. Yeah, now that you mention it, like let's say if we're, let's say this table's not here, mm-hmm. and let's say it's not you, not even us. Let's say it's just like a person that mm-hmm. maybe you're just talking to arbitrarily, and they and their feet and knees are pointed like to the side, almost yeah. like. Well, kinda, I can tell you right now, this whole conversation, my feet are being pointed at the door. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Nonetheless, yes, uh, yeah, I can. I guess I'm starting to see it now. So it's something to to pay attention to. Yes, sir. And it's something that both of us are saying we have not paid much attention to before. Yes, sir. All right, hand signals. Like the feet, the hands leak important nonverbal cues when looking at body language. This one's going to be. I mean, this is this is a way more obvious because we're looking at it. Observe body language hands in pockets when standing. Look for particular hand signals, such as the other person putting their hands in their pockets or hand on head. This can indicate anything from nervousness to outright deception. Hmm. Hands in the pockets. <laughs> That's kind of weird. I, I, I have a, you know, in the military, you're, a lot of times you're not allowed to have your hands in your pockets. You Why know not? That? No. It's just like one of the rules. Cause it's That's like it? Lack of military bearing. <laughs> you know, what <laughs> what, do you what does hand? that mean? Why do you put your hands in your pockets? You know, yeah, uh, but what is lack uh, of military bearing? Well, military bearing means you're, you know, like have a military posture uh, and a military attitude, a militaristic attitude. Yeah. Let's face it, it is kind of hard to have a militaristic attitude if your hands are in their pockets. I always think of hand in pockets as being relaxed. Like yeah. this dude's not, you know, this dude's just cruising. chilling, just cruising. That's how I feel too, yeah. But I, I don't can, really I necessarily see it, see it as a, as a, as like we're up to something, right? Yeah, deception or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't either, but let's say, you know, the, like, because there are, and whatever they may be, there are little subconscious behaviors that you do because of certain yeah. mindsets, whatever those may be. And I could see it. I mean, it kind of makes sense, but I don't What's know. up with hand on mean. head? One That's, hand on your it head? It just says hand on head. Like, just imagine what, what, how do I put my hand on my head if I'm being dis deceitful 
Like, what does that I mean, even look like? Yeah, like the only like rest your hand hands on your head like this, you know, like when you're kind of just uh, like, yeah, even yeah. that's kind of a relaxed thing, you know. Yeah, interlocked hands behind the head. Yeah, or on top sit up situation. Yeah, like you're doing a sit up or like yeah. on top, you know. Um, when making hand gestures, a person will point in the general direction of the person they share an affinity with. This nonverbal cue is an important, especially important to watch for during meetings and when interacting in groups. Okay, so that's good to pay attention to. Yeah. Like if if my 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 gestures are pointed at you, then you're probably the one that I'm in the game with. Mm-hmm. Supporting the head with the hand by resting it by resting an elbow on the table can indicate that the person is listening and is holding the head still in order to focus. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, there's a few of those too, and I guess maybe this is kind of the same thing. But he's, it says resting your head, head in your hand to keep your head still. Mm-hmm. Also, it could be like it's almost like you're settling in you to, listen to listen to whatever it is. You yeah. know, yeah. it's weird because I always remember the Dick Winters comment about seeing someone with their head in their hands. Meaning they're stressed, they're broken, they're done. This is, you know, when you look over on the sidelines of a football game and they're losing and you see a guy with their head, it's a Super Bowl, head in the hands. They're done. Yeah, that's like with your head down. Yeah, head down. That's what I always think of. That's the most obvious one that I can think of where you're touching your head. I don't, I'm I'm having a hard time picturing the deceitful head to hand or hand to head touch. I don't really know what that looks like. Um, supporting the head with elbow with both elbows on the table can indicate boredom. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate. When a person holds an object between him or her and the person they are interacting with, this serves as a barrier and is meant to block out the other person. That seems a bit much. That seems like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Doesn't that seem a bit much? Yeah. It seems like a real literal translation of... Something that maybe isn't so literal. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that what they wrote there kind of probably not on purpose, but makes it sound like a bear, like putting an object. What did it say? Put an object. Yeah. Here's the example. If two people are talking and one person holds a pad of paper in front of him or her, this is considered a blocking act. Okay. Yes. I just think that there's sometimes if you're telling me something, I'm actually taking notes. That's why I have a pad of paper. Yeah. This one seems like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. So, okay. So the the way it sounded to me with that specific verbiage mm-hmm. is <laughs> like they just grabbed a chair yeah, and put yeah, it yeah, right yeah, in front, yeah, you know, an yeah. object as a barrier. But the pad and paper, I get it. Um, now that you read the example, I'm thinking of more like, okay, let's say in school or in college or whatever, and you go to talk to like a girl or something, and then she holds her bag or a purse in front of herself, okay. you know, okay. like kind of maybe See? something like that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that one makes sense. That makes more but, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I like that. And it, and it doesn't really say technically what the barrier necessarily is because of, like they hate you or they don't. It's just a barrier of like, okay, I'm not like open arms to mm. you for whatever reason. So I think, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's, that's kind of the extent that they go into hand signal. It seems like there's way more things to talk about when it comes to hands. But but 
I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to do some more research with that one. This, well, maybe this is a little bit of it here. Examine the position of the arms. A person, think of a person's arms as the doorway to your body and self. If a person crosses their arms while interacting with you, it's usually seen as defensive blocking gesture. We, we all know that one. Crossed arms can also indicate anxiety, vulnerability, or a closed mind. Yep, totally agree with those. If crossed arms are accompanied by a genuine smile and overall relaxed posture, it can indicate a confident, relaxed attitude. Oh, so there's one where you could totally mess it up. Oh, yeah. And you think, Echo's got his arms crossed. He's not buying into what I'm saying. Yeah. And the reality is you're just cruising. Yeah. Getting arms crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And I and that one I kind of knew I did know because, you know, the, that's a cl- – I'm using the word classic here very loosely, but – that's one of those ones that you hear about early on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, cross arms, you're blocked off, you're yeah. whatever, you're that, right? Like this negative thing. But I remember thinking like, Brad, no, not at all, actually. I'm mm-hmm. actually kind of more relaxed, more comfortable because you're just standing there like this at the ready yeah. with your hands on the side. It's kind of like, okay, that's kind of like not as, as comfortable or whatever. And you cross your arms, just kind of like if you go into a story and I, and I go and I start like, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's not blocking off, but yeah, yeah, those added details indicate, yeah, that's what I'm doing, the second one. You know what's weird is this is something that I've, like you said, this is a common one that we all hear real early, Mm -hmm. and there's been times where I've been kind of relaxed listening, Mm -hmm. like let's say talking to a client, I'm like, wait, I'm sitting here with my arms crossed. Yeah. And I've consciously uncrossed my arms just to make sure that I'm not giving off the vibe. Because the reality is I'm truly interested in what they're saying and I'm kind of like you said, I'm kind of sitting back like relaxed, like let's listen to this story. Yeah. Yeah, kind of in that way, you gotta be be careful for that kind of people. Okay, the kind of people, okay, so my wife has this friend who at any opportunity seemingly, she'll call you out on your body language. Almost like she just became an expert on it and now is just super eager to demonstrate her expertise. It's kind of like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So if you ever cross your arms, like when you're talking to her or someone else in her presence, she'll like call it out. Why are you so blocked off? You're crossing your arms. That's body mm-hmm. language. You know, like that kind, oh, right? God, yeah. So, oh, yeah. That, that feeling you got right there? <laughs> no, no, it's real. it's real. It's real. It's so, real. Um, so two things. And this is just my opinion, obviously. Well, you know what gives me a real negative reaction to that? Is yes, just, I do know. Yeah. yeah, well, I think I need to tell you because to confirm, what gives me a real negative reaction about that is it's you telling me what I think. It's you Bro. being arrogant enough to tell me what I think, right? That, that's yeah. what I Okay. Yeah. Just oh, confirm. yeah. And yeah, it's like, a, it's like an authority thing. It's like a... T- almost a bragging thing a little bit it's it's a bunch of stuff rolled into one where it's it's annoying yes sir um but here's the thing an additional thing to that whole thing when you're wrong because i've been i've experienced this person who i like by the way Mm -hmm. she's cool um but she'll do that kind of stuff but i've experienced it where like literally i'm not blocked off at all i'm doing the second thing and she'll call it miss she'll she'll mm-hmm. she'll make a mistake by calling it out misdiagnosis <laughs> <laughs> so we have misdiagnosing going on and yeah and you look stupid so you look extra stupid technically because you're already doing oh yeah you're already work. being an arrogant person but then you're yeah. an arrogant person who's wrong who's wrong yeah exactly right um here's one when Someone places their hands on their hips 
It is typically used to exert dominance and is used by men more often than women. There's a, um, a video and it was, it's called something along the lines of the life of Charlie company in Vietnam. Anyways, it's a, it was a documentary that was filmed during Vietnam and it shows the transition between two leaders and one of the leaders when you when you first when the documentary starts there's a, a leader that's in charge and he everyone likes him and and when you watch the video it's everything that I talk about leadership strategy and tactics you know the guy's like talks to people he cares about them he's listening to their input he's doing all these good things that a good leader does and then they do interviews side interviews with the guys they're like hey we'll do anything for this guy he's great he's the best blah 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 you know he's you look at his body language, he's just listening, you know, he, he, he puts his hands in, like, in, in the right spots, <laughs> and he's just got this great attitude, and they all love him. And then this new guy comes in to take over as the company commander, and the opening shot, the opening shot that they show of this guy is he's standing, looking at the troops with his hands on his hips, and it's this kind of immediately you get this bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. And you go, oh, I don't like this guy. And it turns out that he's the kind of guy that's trying to exert his power and all these other things. And it's 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 a great study. It's a great study for a leadership perspective because it's all right there. Yeah. Huh. And the, the interesting thing is, you know, he, he makes some remarks, you know, these guys are going to have to do what I say. You know, he makes those kind of remarks. And then they fast forward a little bit in time and, and they're showing the guys and he's like, yeah, he says, yeah, you know, I think everyone kind of knows, they know I'm the boss now, they're doing what I told them to do, like they, sh- like they need to. Mm. And then they go and interview the guys in the field and they're like, we're not doing that. We just tell them we're doing it, we just do, we, st- we do the opposite. Or we, mm. you know, mm. he wants to go on patrol, we don't go on patrol. We, we call him on the radio and tell him we went on patrol, but we don't actually do it. They're saying this. Dang. So it's a really interesting study in, in body language just on that there's a bunch of other aspects of leadership as well but just on that respect it's um it's a very interesting study yeah so it's like the the power pose right you know what power pose is pants on your hips legs can oh fly. hands on your hip okay. yeah like that's the power, the pose? power pose oh no right. kidding whatever for what it's used for you know i don't know but when you kind of think about the hands on your hips Technically, there's a lot of different methods of hands on your hips mm. that do a bunch of different stuff. Mm. I can say if your hands are rigid, your kind of chest is up, maybe mm. your stance is a little bit wider. Okay, there you go. That's, that's your power that's pose. Your power that's your pose. dominance. But the limper your wrists are, still hands on the hips, kind of the more it's different, right? Well, I always, uh, I always originally associated hands on hips with I'm tired. Right. Right. Like in a sporting contest. Oh, yeah. Like if you and I are grappling and there's a break in the action and you come walk into the center with your hands on your hips, I'm yeah. like, I'm thinking, I got you. Oh, yeah. This ain't a power pose. This <laughs> is fatigue pose and you're about to get choked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that would indicate or that would demonstrate a loose wrist scenario mm-hmm. typically and chest down. Do you have up. do you have any more examples? Yeah. So like and it's going to depend on if your hands are pronated versus supinated oh right so yeah, you know this one yeah which what does that indicate i don't know i know a lot of it's girls. like a, it's like a little frustration a little annoyance 
I, I think if my wife has her hands, you know, her fingers are pointed toward the back and she's got her hands on her hips, yeah. it's not just power. Yeah. It's annoyance. Yeah. Like she could be standing there looking at me, I'm doing something stupid, which is pretty common. You, <laughs> yeah, know? So you know? And then she's standing there with her hands on the hips with her with what'd you say, supinated, pronated, whatever yeah. Greg Train would say. Sure. Got the got the <laughs> thumbs forward. Yeah. And her hands are on her hips. That means I'm doing something annoying. Yeah, like she's annoyed. And don't let her add a little hip tilt and a tapping of the foot with the hands on the hips. Oh, yeah, Bro, that's, that's just like a stereotypical uh, uh, annoyed, annoyed mom <laughs> or wife. Or wife, you know, as the case may be. Oh, yeah, man. Or, and I guess the total chest high or forward or up or whatever mm-hmm. versus down that's a that's like the night and day scenario yeah. as well right like when you're tired boom chest down all day and you're breathing all hard yeah. so it's exact opposites one of those exact opposites yeah yeah well a bunch of different things there it's a good thing to look at and and you know speaking of that the the this little article and I didn't read the whole thing but it does close out by saying that this is just insight and when analyzing body language, keep in mind that these techniques will not apply to 100%, to all people 100% of the time. So culture can be different. There's some weird, there's some, not weird, but there's cultures that are totally different. Right. When I was in Sri Lanka, they, they, the way they say yes to you is they, they move their head back and forth to the left and right shoulder. That's how, yeah. they're, that's how they nod like yes. So, <laughs> so that when you're talking to them, they're doing that. Yeah. It's and crazy. it takes some getting used to, but you'd have to obviously adjust your nonverbal cues. And there's yeah. also like uh, Americans are not particularly touchy, right? We don't touch each other a lot. More so than Japan. More so than Japan. And in, in jiu-jitsu world, yeah. it's way more like when, when I started doing jiu-jitsu and all of a sudden people are just, hey, when you see someone, it's like a hug. Mm-hmm. That was new to me. For real? Yeah. And now I think it's more commonplace, but yeah, that was kind of new to me. Would you call yourself a hugger now? Uh, I think that's probably a strong word because if I don't legit know you and we don't train or whatever, probably you're not not getting a hug from this guy. So so if let's say, uh, okay, um, you know a person, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not for years, but Mm -hmm. you know him, you're familiar with him or whatever. Do you feel it in yourself? Do you want to hug him? No. Like, are you compelled to give him a hug? I'm not saying, are you standing there looking at him? Man, what I are really want to hug talking this guy. Bro hug or what are we talking? Straight up, whatever kind of hug. The well, thing to is, me, there's a huge difference between a hug yeah. and a bro hug. Okay, so the minimum hug level. Are you compelled? Meaning, like, again, you're not no, standing I'm not, there. No, I'm, I'm not hugging anyone, really. Okay. I mean, I'll bro hug all kinds of people, which yeah, is, to me, to. is like what? what What's the, like, a handshake with, like, a yeah. one arm yeah. wrap on the back? Yeah, yeah. Little chest pound. Chest to chest. Yeah, boom, yeah. right? Yeah. We almost do that, and I guess when you do jujitsu, like, you do that before, kind of, and after you roll. Right? A good roll, and, boom. And during. Well, during, you're kind of doing that whole thing. But. Yeah. But I say that because that's kind of part of why you get more open to it. Like, let's say if you're not a hugger and then you start doing jujitsu, you slowly become yeah, more, more of, a, more, of yeah. a hugger. Yeah. Well, the reason I thought of it was because I remember going overseas and you go work with like foreign countries and they you'd have to brief the guys like, hey, these other dudes you're working with, they're going to be like yeah. putting their hand on you. <laughs> 
and and whatever like yeah. they'll hold hands in some oh, yeah. cultures yes. and that's just normal yeah. and so if you're not doing it all of a sudden you're you're being offensive you know yeah. so that's why i said here well you got to you got to take into account our culture and then if you go to a different culture you got to start feeling you got to start deciphering and translating the body language a little bit different. Yeah. What is there? All right. Can you think of any, like, what you just said, where if you don't do, like, basically, if you don't conform to certain things or whatever, not conform in a bad way, but, like, um, I don't know. Like, let's say, okay, you know, we shake hands right mm-hmm. here. America, we shake hands, whatever, that's normal. Uh, and let's say someone came from another country or place another custom where you go to shake their hand and they don't do it Mm -hmm. what is one that people do that i mean that's not a thing right in 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 arabic country sometimes um you might go to shake hands if you if you go to shake hands with a female they might not necessarily shake hands Mm -hmm. and so what they do is they kind of hold their hand to their uh chest to their heart kind of that's their way of like saying hello Uh yeah so that's one where you know you're you're you you can you can hold out your hand and 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 this is what I was gonna say is it's not like other cultures look at us and think like I can't believe they don't respect my culture no actually they understand that we're different so you kind of right. get a mutual sort of each person trying to be um, compliant with the other person's culture yeah. you know like we're trying not oh you don't shake hands cool I'll do I'll do the the hand of the heart as well and we're all good yeah. but if you happen to stick your hand out they're probably going to shake your hand just out of being courteous because right. different cultures trying to interact with each other we're not trying to create enemies we're trying to create friends and mm-hmm. so if you expect me to you know shake your hand and give you a hug cool you know like that's what we're going to do i yeah. mean what what is it the french will like kiss you on both cheeks or whatever yeah. right even the Brazilians did that, yeah, little bit, right? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they bring a little bit of that European, uh, little bit of that European kiss on the cheeks. Yeah, in Hawaii we do, but only to like um, opposite sex. Okay, check, check. Yeah, I th- we. Um, oh, I ask because I am now that I'm kind of evaluating it. I am a hugger. Down. When really? I say compelled, I, look, I don't stand there and be like, man, I'd really like to hug you right now. It's not that kind. But yeah, when I'm saying what up to you and I just shake someone's hand or whatever, I feel like I feel like I would just want it a little bit more, to be honest with you. Is that everybody you meet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. See, I guess you and I are a little different. If I like regard. them, yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it does come from the combination of Hawaii and jujitsu. Yeah. Because, like, let's yeah. face it, when you roll now, now that you're a jujitsu person, mm-hmm. you don't know somebody at all, or maybe you've heard of them or you met them, just met them maybe yesterday. Then you find out they do jujitsu or they don't and they come in, they do jujitsu with you. You mm-hmm. guys roll, I don't know, one round, two rounds, five rounds, whatever. You feel closer to them. Yeah. yeah. Jujitsu is a real thing. Yeah. So, whatever that thing is that makes you feel closer to them, Maybe that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe part of it. I don't know. Check. Uh, don't be getting crazy trying to hug me. Hug you every time I see you. Just face it. I mean, what, what, COVID is impacting all this stuff, right? Now you can't, some people can't even shake hands now. Like it's a fist bump, right? Yeah. I, Hugging probably 
percentage of hugging going way down right now. Way down. You're Brutal. in the hurt locker. Over Brutal. There. Brutal. You're, you're just <laughs> mentally distraught. <laughs> What's funny is I feel that. Dang, like the bro. no shaking hands, no hugging or whatever. Like I feel it when I like see somebody. Like I feel like, wait, like we didn't even like shake hands or hug, nothing. Yeah. We're just sort of, we just came to see each other and now we're just talking. Like we skipped the whole thing. It's what it feels like, you know, yeah. freaking COVID. Echo man. Charles having some uh, psychological <laughs> withdrawal. All right. Well, with that, we guess you got to get this guy some hug therapy. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting the cause on the underground. And as always, we got JockoFuel.com. We got OriginMain.com. We got JockoStore.com. We got a bunch of books that I've written, adult books and kids books, and also have leadership consulting, EchelonFront.com. And if you want to talk to us on the interwebs, Echo is at Echo Charles. I am at Jocko Willink. And if you want to ask a question specifically to the Jocko Underground, Mm -hmm. then you can email questions at jockounderground.com thanks for joining us in the underground and until next time this is echo and jocko out